so I just want to say to all the moms out there, if you are going through depression, I know how you feel. Um, and that's why I'm happy to talk about this because it's people do experience it and it's okay to talk about. Welcome to the Soul Flow Podcast with Steph, Aisha, and Josie. We are spiritual life coaches. Join us in our flow as we share our journey towards our soul's purpose while co-creating a conscious community and raising your vibration. Get ready to meet your highest self and discover your true unique power. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello, ladies and gents, and welcome to another episode of the Soul Flow Podcast with Josie, Aisha, and Steph. How are we doing today, ladies? Feeling amazing as always. Highly blessed and favored. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Today, we are going to be talking about depression, anxiety, and traumas. I know we all experience um, all three at some point, especially with what's going on in the collective right now. It's just some serious energy. And we are going to talk about living in the past, the present, and the future. And typically when we live in the past, we oftentimes feel depressed. And when we focus too much into the future, we often feel feelings of anxiety. But when when we can focus on living in the present moment, that's where true happiness lies. We'll also be diving into ways on uh, how to live in the present moment, um, the now, and certain modalities that has helped us live in the present moment and combat anxiety and depression. So let's go ahead and dive in, ladies. So typically when we are feeling depressed, we're feeling sad, um, usually our thoughts are in the past. I know for me, whenever I replay moments in the past, um, when I'm thinking about experiences, events, or even interactions with certain people, and I'm replaying moments and I start thinking, or I start, you know, doubting my decisions, questioning my, my decisions. I know that I all of a sudden feel uh, a sense of sadness or a sense of guilt or a sense of um, it's almost like my mood just drops Mm -hmm. and I feel depressed really. And I know there's been moments where, you know, I'm so focused on trying to plan for the future and, and, and focus on my goals and focus on, you know, all the things that I want to achieve. And when I think so much on, you know, what I want to bring to life, 
I, I can, I, I get anxious. I'm like, Oh, like it's, it's almost like my nerves start kicking in and, and I feel anxiety. It's, it's almost like, um, this fear too, that, that comes within me of like fear of failure. Like how about if, you know, I, I don't get to these goals or I don't arrive at, you know, a certain place, but I know that when I focus on what is going on around me, what is happening in the now and appreciating what is in this present moment, I know that I feel a sense of calm and peace. Um, so I know Josie, you have uh, you have some comments and something to say about that. Yeah, thank you for that introduction. That was um, so perfect to segue into what we're going to talk about today. But more specifically with um, depression, you know, I my family has a, a history of um, depression and anxiety. Um, so I know for me, it shows up, you know, talking about depression specifically, it shows up where I literally lay in bed and I do not want to see the time of day. I do not want to live my life. Like I could lay there for days and um, be okay with it because I don't want to deal with my life and like what's going on and everything, you know, that I have to do. Um, and a lot of that, I feel like um, maybe more prominent as a mom uh, because there's a lot of responsibility on us and we are the providers in a way and we have to make sure everyone's okay, right? They say, you know, take care of everyone before you take care of yourself. So that's a huge responsibility and like weight on your shoulders. Um, so I just want to say to all the moms out there, if you are going through depression, I know how you feel. Um, and that's why I'm happy to talk about this because it's people do experience it and it's okay to talk about. Um, but I did want to ask you, Steph and Aisha too, I'd love for you to chime in. Um, when you are feeling depressed, like what are some symptoms? Like for me, I just want to lay in bed, but what are some symptoms that come up um, to truly know that you're depressed and to know that like kind of nudge you to seek that help that um, you need? Mm. Thanks for sharing, Josie. I know this topic is one that I feel like we all secretly suffer with. Um, and you're right. Like it's, it's really hard to detect when it's just sadness or that, you know, there's a fine line where that shifts over into depression. And like what you said, you know, symptoms begin with feeling that heaviness and the the, lethar the lethargy with you, you know, even if you've rested, you've slept so many hours and you wake up and you still don't want to get up. For me, and any time in my life I've had depression, it's the most apparent in the mornings. The mornings are the most difficult time where I'm like, wow, I cannot get out of bed and I do not want to get out of bed. And to the point where I don't even want to go get up to the bed to eat or to use a restroom. Or, you know, that's like when it's like at its peak and I'm like, okay, there is something wrong. This is not a normal way to function. And there's a lot of depth to it. I think depression is something that has layers and layers and layers of trauma after trauma after emotions that have just built and built and trapped inside that haven't been faced, that haven't been dealt with. And so it becomes so heavy that you feel like you cannot move and 
you know, days turn into weeks, months, you can, people could have like chronic depression. So that is not normal symptoms of sadness. That is depression. Thank you, Aisha, for sharing. Thank you, Josie, for asking this question. For me, when symptoms that I feel, I just feel unmotivated. Mm. It's almost like I know that I have all these things that I need to do in a day. But for whatever reason, it's hard for me to get out of bed. It's almost like my body is telling me I don't want to move it's it's this push and pull with my with my mind and my body like my my mind is like you know my the masculine energy in me is like stuff you got all these things you got to do um but my body is like no we're not doing this today so it's almost like this push and pull that's going on this duality that's going on internally and energetically i feel exhausted I feel drained I feel like I ran you know like a hundred miles when I you know I I I obviously am just laying in bed and I noticed too that my thoughts I so before bedtime I actually have a a routine now um that I I practice going to bed with positive thoughts, because I find that when I am carrying negative thoughts um, right before bedtime, I wake up and it's almost like those negative thoughts have been carried on from the night before. And so uh, depending on what I was thinking the night before, um, I'll usually feel it energetically in the morning. I'm very sensitive to energies. So Typically, same thing with Aisha. I feel it first thing in the morning, like energetically. I just, I, I feel like I don't want to do anything. I want to be in my cocoon. I want to be alone. I don't want to socialize. I don't want to do anything. It's almost like I feel like in a, I'm in a freeze state, right? A frozen state, and, uh good thing now I I do have more of an awareness when that is happening and I know ways that I can get myself out of that funk I should say and um, I know we're going to be talking about modalities later on so I'll save that for for a little later but to to answer your question energetically I can feel like I just I just want to shut down I was it's funny you said later because I was about to say now that we have talked about the symptoms of what this depression that a lot of us experience feels like. How do we resolve it? How do we feel like, okay, we aren't stuck. We aren't just a victim to this disease, to this mental health issue that is much bigger than we think, actually, because you'd be surprised how many people I, I talk to that have experiences at one point of their life or another. So how do we get out of this stuckness, Josie? Yeah, um, before we go into how to get out of the stuckness, I do want to kind of mention if you do have depression or anxiety um, in your family history, um, mm -hmm. 
you know, it usually shows up when something happens in your life, when there's a trauma resurfacing. And really to, I guess that's a good segue as to how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. Um, because in order to move past that, if, you know, another trauma happens or you're going through life struggles, which everybody goes through, you kind of are aware that because of your family history, it will show up again for you. And so really diving deep into that trauma and what's coming up for you, like deep down rooted inside will only help you um, move past it, move forward and cope with it better the next time, you know, a situation happens in your life. And it could be a situation where, you know, it seems so simple, like moving or changing jobs, but something so simple like that could be related to the depression that you're feeling. So just understand, like there's, there's a correlation um, that I wanted to mention. And Steph, I know you have um, something to say as well about this. Yeah. Um, before we get into that, I, I do also want to mention that there may be some major life events that may have happened. Um, for example, for me, my mom passed away when I was 18. And I noticed, well, looking back now, um, at the time, I didn't know. At the time, I um, obviously, my coping mechanism was uh, alcohol and partying, distracting, numbing through partying and alcohol. And um, looking back, I would say that I was in a depressed state during those moments. And I do invite you all to to notice like your habits too, right? Let's say you went through a major event that maybe you don't know the severity of how it's affecting you, but distracting and numbing um, can be signs, uh, symptoms of experiencing depression as well. I, I, I did want to bring that up as well. Looking back at that stuff, how did you, how would you cope with what you coped with back then with numbness and alcohol and escapism? How would you cope with that now? Now I would sit with my feelings and actually work through my emotions. I would try and and I say try because <laughs> we'll see how far I can get on my own. I would try to to work through my emotions on my own. And because losing a loved one, especially your mom or, or a parent at that, is I would consider that a very serious event. You know, I, I would probably seek uh, professional help a coach, a therapist, an energy healer. I don't know if an energy healer existed at that time, but working with an energy healer more recently, you know, those are definitely avenues that I would would go towards and and yeah, seek guidance, seek support and not try and go through it alone. Of course, you know, I like to see how far I can go on my own with things. But in cases like that, eventually seeking um, support and guidance. Beautiful. Mm. Well, another thing I've noticed that with 
people who usually suffer with depression also suffer with anxiety. There's that parallel of getting stuck in the future, just like how we get stuck in the past. And when we have anxiety, we basically have these anxious thoughts that keep us from pursuing things we desire, things we want to manifest, the action steps we want to do. They keep us in this stuckness. And it's basically a fear of future, fear of outcome, fear of failure. Um, yeah. What do you ladies have to share about anxious thoughts? I actually have been, my anxiety has been so prominent this year. Um, I think more than ever. Um, and that went from being burnt out at my job. And then it led into anxiety of, you know, me getting fired because I wasn't performing because I didn't love what I did. And, you know, what happens if I get fired? So like all these worst case scenarios came up in my mind. Um, and I'm so big on you create your own reality. So if I'm thinking about getting fired, guess what? It will most likely happen. Or if I'm thinking worst case scenario, guess what? It will most likely happen or something similar will uh, most likely happen. Um, so, you know, working through that, um, you know, I talk about meditation and journaling a lot for me. Um, I remember journaling as a little kid when I had, you know, I wasn't an anxious kid by any means, but there was... Uh, my parents got a divorce and, you know, I was sad. And so I would journal. Um, so yeah, anxiety just with the changes this year going on has been uh, showing up prominent for me. So whoever is going through it, I'm, you know, I'm right there with you. And I know there's a way out. And, you know, that's why we're here to talk about it and support one another. Yeah, with anxiety, I, I don't experience anxiety too often. However, I know when I do, it's it's me getting in my head and me trying to be a perfectionist and overachiever. Um, I believe that part of my fear, which is false evidence appearing real, is to to fail and to not be successful and that goes to my childhood of the expectations my parents had growing up of getting good grades and having to perform and mm. i know that's carried on to my adult years and so i i there are plenty of moments where i am uh, hard on myself and during those moments that i do feel anxious it's because I, ha I set these expectations on myself. Nobody right now is setting any expectations on me, but me. And sometimes looking back, these expectations aren't, um, I wouldn't say like realistic. It's almost like I wasn't giving myself grace and compassion on days that, you know, sometimes things don't go according to plan. Sometimes I'm going to wake up and for, you know, it's, I've learned to give myself more grace and compassion during, you know, during those moments. But I know that when anxiety comes up, it is because I am in my head a lot. I'm overthinking. I am um, setting these unrealistic expectations 
and being uh, coming from a very rigid place, a very dry, uh, not fun place to be. And um, I know that when I can drop in out of my headspace and drop in into my heart, that's where the compassion, the grace uh, mm. lies. And I know, you know, based on my human design, um, you know, I work better in flow, actually. And so when I can come from that place of being more in flow, I know that um, those those feelings of anxiety um, goes away. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to mention too, um, when you do have a lot of anxiety, um, you know, there's, there's an anxious feeling, right? And there's almost like a natural feeling of what's going to happen in the future. Um, but also when you have anxiety quite a bit, it shows up by panic attacks. And mm -hmm. I kind of want to talk about that. Um, if anybody has experienced it or has not, um, you know, you can, you can feel it coming because your heart starts beating really, really fast. And you almost like don't have a way out no matter where you are. You may have like almost like a black hole, like the world's almost closing in on you. Um, that is a panic attack. And if you're having those feelings, I highly recommend to seek, um, you know, medical attention, a therapist, a psychologist to help you work through what, again, your, your trauma is, um, because it won't go away until you get to the root of it. So I did want to talk about panic attacks because they are, um, you know, they are related to anxiety as well. Yeah. Josie, similar to how depression ends up being like this, um, outcome of like all the stacking of all this repressed emotion and of a lot of grief and sadness and loss similar thing with anxiety with so much fear and a future that panic anxiety it manifests itself when it's so stacked into those panic and anxiety attacks mm -hmm. and experiencing one is really scary because you don't know what's happening at the time I've I've had twice experience once I was driving and that is scary because I had to stop the car and take a few breaths there's there's things you can do to calm yourself down in the moment taking really deep breaths touching something really cold um, calling somebody to talk to really quickly going to a hospital of course but absolutely and to me again that's a big wake-up call if you're at a point where you're having panic and anxiety attacks that this needs to be dealt with mm -hmm. this is severe this it's like your body is in emergency mode so. yeah yeah I used to I used to have panic attacks all the time growing up I remember working at Starbucks and I would at Starbucks the line was super long and I would be at the cashier and I would have um I would have a panic attack right then and there as I'm ringing up customers. At the time, I didn't know it was a panic attack. I'm just like, uh, I can't breathe. I'm getting shortness of breath. I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm gonna have a heart attack. Um, you know, shortness of breath. I, I feel like the world is is just closing down on me, or I feel like I'm gonna faint, or 
and all these things. And then because I'm feeling that, you know, I'm um, like thoughts are just, are just, my thoughts are just going out of control and, you know, I'm getting clammy, I'm getting sweaty. <laughs> uh and at the yeah, at the time I didn't know it was, it was a, a anxiety or, or a panic attack. But now I know that <clears throat> I've had a couple of panic attacks um recently, say within like the past year or two. Uh, I would say maybe about two times. And during those moments, I agree with Aisha in terms of like in the moment, there are things that you can do to help get yourself out of that, um, out of that state. And the deep breathing has helped a lot for me. So counting, you know, that uh, four, inhale for four counts, pause, and then exhale for four counts and calling someone. I used to call my, you know, there's certain friends that I would call and they would know. They just, from the sound of my voice, are like, oh, okay, you're going through it. I'm like, yep, I'm going through it. But it's in those moments, um, in those moments, I think, I'm I'm thinking too much. I'm too into my head. Uh, I'm, you know, thinking about all the things. And in those moments, I feel like I almost, my mind has a, a mind of its own. It's like, I'm having like an out of body experience where I'm no longer attached to like my head and my body is no longer one. And uh, it, it can be scary. So for those of you that have experienced panic attacks, definitely, you know, do the deep breathing, um, in the moment, definitely, uh, the, the, where you inhale, like not the, the shallow breathing, but you're really taking that big inhale in big exhale out and definitely calling somebody helps for sure. Um, and if it's really, really serious, definitely, um, you know, get to the nearest hospital. Absolutely. And just like how that's an extreme version of anxiety, you can also have this anxiety that's just like hard to detect same thing with the depression at first where you're like why am I so tensed all the time right it can be just like cert certain tense feeling that's like the the back of your neck and your shoulders are stiff and you're realizing you're like barely breathing and that's you're just like about like this your whole day and it's like mm-hmm. let's take a deep breath let's let this fear go because ultimately when we're in fear we're not in trust so how do we get in trust to wrap up this episode to get in trust to get in the resolution and get that help that we need for our anxieties for our depression for the traumas we faced and for me really quickly I will answer that is in cutting the avoidance there's no more avoiding because when we're in that depression, we're just doing anything but facing things, right? We're, we may be deep in it and feeling it, or, but there's like this wall that's protecting us. And so it's about just facing those fears and coming back into oneness and sitting with yourself and facing all the emotions, everything that's repressed and going through it. Yeah, definitely living and being in the now, being in the present moment. Um, personally, for me, is is the solution <laughs> when I'm thinking about what I'm grateful for. When I'm thinking about, you know, the sun is the sun feels good on my skin right now, and I'm enjoying this 
this present moment, you know, with my sisters, with my friends, my community, when I bring it back to what is happening now and, and all the things I'm grateful for and all the amazing things that are present in my life, that is when I feel the most at peace, the most joy. And I mean, really the, the, the only time that we have control of is the now, you know, and I, I definitely encourage you all to, I know it's, it's challenging. It's easier said than done. You know, it's, it's so easy to, to go back into the past and so easy to, to over plan and, and go into the future, but definitely, you know, think about in those moments when you feel your mind drifting or wandering off, think about what are three things that I am grateful for today in this present moment? But you, yeah. Josie, what 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 um things have helped you, you know, um get get back into the now, into the present moment? I would definitely say the breathing. If I am feeling anxiety, uh, taking a moment to breathe because when you contract and you hold your breath and you just feel so tense, it actually makes it worse, and that's when panic attacks come. Um, mm -hmm. So always breathing through it with anxiety, uh, with depression, talking. Um, I I'm the type of person where I like to handle things on my own. Um, meaning I don't like to talk about my problems to other people because not because I don't want to, because I like really think that I can handle it on my own and kind of like fix my own problems. Um, and with that, when I feel a sense of hopelessness, I know it's time to go see a therapist. So, you know, if you're, I don't know if people are against therapists or, you know, have a negative um, connotation about them, but it can really help to talk to somebody that has no judgment. Because a lot of times, I shouldn't say a lot of times, if you talk to a friend or a family member, there might be judgment on what's going on. They might give advice from a loving place, truly, but going to a therapist or a psychologist who has no judgment, who doesn't know you, can make you feel um, seen, heard. They can open that space for you. Um, and I know it's hard to find a therapist, you know, a good one right away. So just being devoted to finding one that is connected with you that you connect with um so i'd say you know if you're if it's extreme please definitely seek some medical attention because you're worth it you are worth it absolutely josie what you said energy doesn't lie and when th that connection isn't happening with the therapist it's hard to connect and then fully open ourselves to the reality of what's happening and express um, lastly, I, I would I what I want to share that really helps me is movement because I feel like oh, there's just a lot of stuckness. If I look at this from the energetic perspective, in depression and anxiety, there's just this form of that free state, like you were mentioning earlier, Steph. So finding any form of 
movement, whether that's exercise or taking a daily walk. For me, it's dance, like doing something I love. Like I know no matter what mood I'm in, I I can turn on music and tune out the rest of the world and at least move this stuck energy. And when that energy gets moved up and down our chakras, up and down our bodies, we do feel the effects of that. And when you build that into a daily habit, yoga, Pilates, I mean, there's no... There's a reason why people do these habits daily because it's about continuing that momentum of flow. And lastly, I pulled a card out for us. I was shuffling Mm -hmm. and this card is freedom, which I think this message is beautiful because when we work through these things, we are freeing ourselves, right? I realize my wounds create doubt, resentment, and guilt. So I work to free myself of darkness. I cast off negative thoughts, find peace in my heart, and discover the being of light within me. (laughs) A beautiful card. So beautiful. Thank you for pulling that, Aisha. Mm -hmm. For all our viewers. (laughs) Freedom. Find your freedom. Work for it. Yeah, that's what it comes down to is freedom. Freedom. And really finding that peace and coming back to to home and home is you mm. coming back to that grounded centered place and that place lives in the now yes that is such a great closing stuff um be here in the now any last words to our listeners to help support them through this time if they are going through anxiety or depression yeah, for those of you that may be struggling, that are secretly struggling, just know that you're not alone. There is a lot going on in the collective right now. Everyone at some point experiences depression, anxiety. So you are not alone. But please know that you have people to lean on. Uh, please reach out to us. And it it, it doesn't have to be us. But just know that all three of us is here to to support, to guide, just to listen. If you need somebody to to just listen, we are here for you. But don't go through it alone, whether it's calling a friend, whether it's seeking a professional, you know, therapist, coach, energy healer, um, whatever that looks like for you, please seek the help that you need. Mm-hmm. we're all here to walk each other home right yes 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 <laughs> yes and with that this was an amazing amazing talk ladies a little bit more serious than our previous episodes but i i enjoyed this conversation very much it's important yeah. it's important yes. and i imagine that this is this is for someone out there. Somebody needed to hear us. It's not us. It's the it's God and the universe talking through us to reach you. So mm-hmm. you are loved. You are worth it. And you were made for so much more. And we see you. And we love you. And mm-hmm. with that, that wraps up this episode. We can't wait to see you in our next episode. And as always, remember to find what makes your soul flow. 
Till next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode. If you enjoy this episode, please like, share, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. If you resonated with this episode or found inspiration through our message, we would greatly appreciate your five-star review. This podcast is made for you, our listeners, and we value your feedback. If there is a topic you would like us to speak on, please send us an email at soulfulpodcast at gmail.com or send us a DM at the Soulful Podcast on Instagram. Both will be listed in our show notes. You can also follow us at our individual Instagram handles at the Divine Self by Josie, Flow with Aisha, and Soul Glow Coaching. We hope we raise your energetic vibration today and we look forward to catching you on our next episode. Till next time, remember to find what makes your soul flow.